Well, welcome. We have with us Tommy Cloud today, who is president and started Third Act Retirement Planning in 2000. He is a certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, and graduate of Georgia Tech. His firm is fee-only and fiduciary. He works mainly with CRNAs and Christians who are at or near retirement with at least $500,000 investable assets. Welcome, great and powerful Tommy Cloud to the show. My friend, my brother, how are you doing? Thank you. Thank you, Brett. I always appreciate your enthusiastic audience. You guys are you guys are great over there. It's always nice to be here and be so well received. I know they're probably cheering for you too, but uh, it just makes me feel good. So thank all of you. But Matheson's a popular place. Oh, I know. We'll have a good time. Here. I know. I'm sure it is. It's a crowd pleaser. It is a crowd pleaser. I know you're doing you're doing well. So so you mentioned it's a crowd pleaser. So things are going well for you in the dating world over there in Atlanta. Occasionally, things go pretty well. You uh, <laughs> keep your nose clean and try to. Uh, do your best and put yourself out there. Take a couple of risks and try to meet some people. Maybe go talk to somebody at a farmer's market or a grocery store. You know, you might find somebody that's really interesting and compelling, that's captivating, but it takes work and it takes takes guts. Um, walking up to people that are strangers, just out and about, but it's fun too. So, uh, yeah, some of that comes together some yeah. days. It, do you feel like you're getting close to falling in love? I always feel like I'm close to falling in love, Tommy. Love is in really the air. I really like it when you lean in and ask me that question. It's too bad we're so far apart in our studio <laughs> audiences here. I might give you a hug, That's Tommy. Right. Um, but uh, in all seriousness, we have very, very serious articles. Oh, yes. Very serious. About the types of income people can experience in retirement. We have a couple different options we can look at. Uh, Options in as far as selling stocks, different metals, real estate, annuities. Uh, which one of these would you like to begin? What's near and dear to your heart, or that you've been thinking about the most lately? Tell you what, that's that's a tough question. A lot of a lot of times thinking about all those. Let's just knock it out here and, and let's go with uh, maybe the first one in the article with with annuities. We're talking about income and paying yourself okay. during retirement. So we've got somebody maybe with, I don't know, 750000 or a million dollars in investable assets, and they want to explore annuities for income. Um, what may be some advice or coaching guidance you would give them? Well, the first thing I would say is a lot of the experts have correctly identified annuities as harmful types of investments. Harmful types of, if we can't use the word investment because they're insurance product, particularly on the fixed side, harmful types of places to put your money, we'll call them. So why? Why does Clark Howard, why has Clark Howard been anti-annuities? Well, it's because of the commissions that were are being paid. It sometimes makes it difficult for the insurance company to pay the investor a competitive rate, a good rate of return. Additionally, um, you can there's certain types of annuities and mutual funds where you can invest your money and only 97% or 95% will go to work for you because, again, of that commission that's paid up front. So it's difficult for the money to grow and, and participate in certain types of, of annuities. So the cost of annuities with um, some of the administrative fees and expenses uh, do make them difficult for some types of annuities. Now, as you stated at the beginning of the show, I'm fee only, so I haven't sold insurance since 2008. I don't have an insurance license, so it's been as of today, 13 years since I've sold insurance for a commission. 
as a fee-only advisor, they, uh, many of the largest insurance companies like Nationwide and Lincoln and Ameritas have been creating annuities just for fee-only advisors because our industry has grown so much and we now are managing billions upon billions, trillion dollars or more just for registered investment advisors and fee-only planners like myself. So with our clients, we're able to recommend annuities that have no commission to get in, no commission to get out, and therefore they don't have a time period that they have to keep their money in. So so we actually have annuities where you can put your money in on a Monday, and if you get angry or bad and decide you don't like the annuity, you can take it out on a Friday, take it out five days later with no penalty because there's no commission being paid. Annuities. If you want to get into an annuity, Brett, which I assume we're talking about producing income, is going to be an immediate annuity. Uh, and you want you want to annuitize your annuity. I would say that's going to be your safest payment option. It's probably going to be your lowest percentage rate. So if you're going to do that, you're going to have Social Security. You're going to have this annuity. Now you've got these extremely safe income streams. It gives the investor an opportunity to really take more risk in the other ways that they want to produce income streams. There are good annuities out there. They're just very safe, and you can certainly do them. Uh, as long as you understand how low risk it is. And, and to be a good steward or a wise steward, I would say you really want to have some risk in the other ways that you're producing income. It sounds like you really need to know how your financial advisor is being compensated before you buy an annuity. Yeah, that's exactly what Clark Howard said. Absolutely. You can point blank ask him what the fee is. I charge a um, fee on the uh, assets that I'm managing. My fee is the same whether the money is at my custodian, which happens to be Charles Schwab right now, or whether it's at the annuity company. It, it doesn't matter to me. I'm going to make the same exact amount of money regardless of where they put the money. Gotcha. So moving on to another asset class, let's say that somebody has, oh, I don't know, $1.3 million. They've done pretty good for themselves relative to the market and their peers. Um, they've been conservative. They've been effective. But they're worried about the impact of inflation on their investments over time, uh, given the uh, the money printing that's happened on the national level. Um, what might be some typical options you might want to explore with a customer in as far as metals go to uh, maybe stand up against that? That's a great question, and it's something I grew up with. You know, not many people that I know of grew up with a uh, family member, in this case being a dad, that sold physical, tangible assets to high net worth investors. Um, my dad was an advisor on Intercap, which at the time, I believe, was the fifth largest mutual fund in the world. He would fly to California and be their precious metals advisor as they were investing. And so when you get into precious metals, it's a very much a legit investment. It's very much a legit asset class. And it's a very important asset class to be invested into because it has good long-term returns, depending on which time frame you take, 5 to 7% per year, and it has no correlation to the global stock market, and that is excellent. And 5 to 7% puts it at 500% higher than bonds. So right now, as we sit here today in the fall of 2021. So, Brett, you can do it. I do it several ways. Uh, one of the ways um, that I do it, is through ETFs, which are, they do, whereas with commodities, with oil and natural gas, the ETFs and mutual funds don't work. But with gold and silver, they do work. So you can just simply go go and buy an ETF like GLD, ticker symbol, um, Golf Lima Delta for gold. 
or you can buy um, a silver ETF, which would be Sierra Lima Victor. And that will put you in silver. It performs just like silver. The gold ETF performs just like gold. It is physical gold stored in locations and audited on a regular basis. You do have a very small fee. I believe the fee is uh, 40 basis points, which would be 0.4% per year. So if gold were to make 6%, you're going to get um, 5.6% rather than the 6%. And I think that's minimal to be able to ha- invest in the physical gold. It's bullion. It's not gold stocks. I do not recommend gold stocks. Gold stocks are more uh, volatile than technology stocks. They are uh, extremely uh, volatile. Gold stocks are. So I think then you can buy it physically as well, Brett. And you can put those in your IRA. So let's say that you want to buy physical gold and you literally want to purchase bars or coins, bullion, bullion coin, bullion bars, bullion coin are like the American Eagle, the koala bear, you know, these different types of the, the Australian uh, Philharmonic, uh, the Canadian Maple Leaf. Those are considered bullion. Austrian. The Austrian Philharmonic. Thank you, Brett. That's a good point. Thank you. Um, I should have known that having worked in that industry. Chinese pandas. Yes. And that's exactly right. Cougarans. Cougarans. That's right. And the what? That's right. That's right. All good, good memory there. And all those are considered bullion. Or you can just get bars, uh, one ounce bars, uh, a kilo. Um, so mm-hmm. those are ways you can invest in it. And literally, if you go to certain IRA companies, they're self-directed IRA companies that literally will allow you to get physical gold, not ETFs, physical gold, and put it inside of an IRA. So those are the ways that I recommend investing in precious metals. I do think it's worth it, and unlike commodities. Excellent. So moving right along, let's say there's another non-correlating asset, uh, an asset that does not move lockstep with the S&P 500, um, such as real estate. What is a protected and sensible way you could help somebody diversify into that without having them take on a lot of management and repair responsibility, et cetera? I appreciate that. That's a great question. But before we go into that, Brett, I did want to take a moment to kind of step back and kind of personalize. I love these little surprises. I wanted to just personalize the show a little bit and learn a little bit more about you. Excellent. Let's do well, that. One of the things that we talked about in our last episode is how you you are you have at least gone on a date with one movie star, one full blown movie star. I have been on a date, at least one, and and one might have been somewhat famous. Sure. sure. Well, and that's hard to do in my mind. So let's talk a little. What is the if you could only pick one thing, one thing that you would tell anyone out there, any man trying to get into the dating world, one piece of advice, one thing you've learned, what would that one thing be? Well, anybody can get into the dating market. Um, the question is, who does well in it? Um, have we, as we have discussed on many occasions, Tommy, uh, it is the men that work the hardest on themselves. Don't make excuses. Don't make blame for failed relationships or marriages in the past. It's people that engage in extreme ownership of their lives and their outcomes, the scoreboard, uh, that do the best. They're grounded in numbers and reality, and they don't shy away when they make mistakes. They take responsibility and change physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, socioeconomically. If you lean in hard in those areas, you will do better. You will make yourself more attractive. That's it. Period. 
Well, that's a beautiful answer. That's that I couldn't have given a better answer or asked for a better answer. And anybody listening to this uh, might be calling you up for some dating advice. Happy to help. Fee only dating advisor, CDP. Oh. I love it. Oh. I also work for a little bit of tequila and just buy me a drink. You know, very friendly, outgoing. Well, here all week in buckets. <laughs> Come on out. All right. So we're going back to you asked me about real estate, and it's it's one of the things that that it was a great way that you phrased it. You talked about non correlate. Did you mention non correlation? Did you talk a little bit about that? I did. Okay. So yeah. things not tied to the index. It's right? not tied to the index, and it's it's not highly correlated to the stock market. However, real estate, along with the stock market, are inflationary asset classes, along with commodities. Um, they're all. There's a caveat in there. What I see my investors doing with the portfolios where they have the room to put in 400000 500000 or more, they can go into the real estate, and by turning it into a rental real estate, it does make it non-correlated. They're not dependent upon the value of the real estate going up. Now, all of a sudden, they're using it, which is the title of this show, Ways to Pay Yourself, How to Pay Yourself During Retirement, How to you know, best strategies, you can go in now and actually have a property that's producing monthly income for you, particularly when you pay cash. And it really, they really are great rates. We're able to get great rates for our clients and much more so than doing the traditional uh, one year at a time. And one year at a time also causes more damage to the property. But by just doing, by breaking it down into one night minimums or two night minimums rather than I'm going to do a one year lease or a six month lease or something like that. We're able to substantially increase the amount of income that our clients are receiving off their properties. And it really does turn it into a different type of asset class. So even if the real estate were to go down, say 20%, they're still going to be getting that income. And it is non-correlated to the stock market as long as they don't sell it. And a lot of the people that we work with are more interested in that income. One of our clients is just taking the income that they receive from the uh, short-term rental that we are managing for them and having the money transferred into uh, a account at Charles Schwab where they're just reinvesting the money. And it's worked out quite well for them. So great question on that, Brett. Yeah, just spoke to a wonderful young lady the other night that's a rental manager for some Airbnbs in Athens. And uh, a lot of people are leveraging these strategies, taking advantage of the free time of uh, talented, driven young people uh, to do all the management for them or using turnkey so- solutions. It's a, it's a big market. It's a big industry out there uh, that apparently globally people are taking advantage of. Absolutely. Airbnb, I believe, grew by 23%. In 2020, or, or was it? Well, of course, we had the pandemic. Let's, I think it was 2019, and uh, mm-hmm. the hotel industry. I don't. I don't think grew at all, or maybe by one percent or something. Yeah. So. Yep. So moving right along, um, a really straightforward option for people might be generating income from just selling um, stocks. Like, how would they structure and execute on that uh, based on? their preferences or situation. 
Well, that's a good question. And it's something that, of course, you know, as, as we discussed, is kind of covered in the article, but we're, that's what we're here to do is to go over them. So, Brett, let's kind of look at that. What you talked about here, the, the, this middle one here, where it talks about dividend-paying stocks. And really, I think the best way to do that is to go in and get yourself a low-cost mutual fund, uh, which would be like from a Vanguard or a Schwab or a Dimensional Funds or an ETF. And just get yourself a basket of high dividend paying stocks and then just literally just have the dividends paid out to you on a monthly basis. Where we are now in history, these high dividend paying stocks are probably only paying about 3%. So that's not that awesome, historically speaking. You know, when you could get five, 6% dividends, it just didn't happen anymore, at least not without sacrificing huge financial stability in the company that's paying out these larger dividends as we go above 3%. So that's one thing that I see people doing is with the dividend paying stocks. So it's not necessarily just selling them. The other thing, and it's probably another one of my favorites here in the article uh, that, that we can see is, is just having a diversified portfolio that's going to have smooth, non-correlated asset classes kind of invested together Global stocks, global bonds, precious metals, um, all of those together to form kind of a, um, if you will, more of a smoother ride, a portfolio that's, that's not going to go down as much in the crashes. You just build a portfolio like that and kind of take the long-term average, maybe the 30-year average, and subtract 1% from it to make sure you're conservative. Because in those down years, it gets a little, you really have to be concerned because even in a well-diversified portfolio, you can have years where it, it can go down, say, 15%. Uh, and I'd have to go back and look at that to get an exact number. 15% seems about right. So when you're withdrawing money, and so let's say that the long-term return on a well-diversified portfolio is 6%. Maybe subtract 1% and take out 5% a year to make sure that you don't lose the principal if that's your goal. Now, if you want to draw down on the principal and you're not concerned about it, then maybe you could go 1% above the 30-year average. If it's 6%, maybe you could take out 7% per year if you're not concerned about running out of money. But that's probably my favorite strategy if people are unable to and they don't have the money to get into that uh, short-term rental real estate market that I believe will continue to grow. I think, you know, hotels have been around for many decades in this country and they were always able to uh, rent the places out and have guests. And I think we're going to see the same thing as Airbnb and VRBO and booking.com and Expedia gets into the market. Uh, Google is getting into the, uh, thinking about buying some of these um, different um, companies. Booking.com, I believe, bought VRBO and Home, Home Away. So that's, that's my favorite one, Brett, is just a well-diversified portfolio, and then let's draw down on it 1% less than the 30-year average if you're wanting to keep your principal. It's outstanding. Uh, some good options there. You know, as we come to our time here, one, one last question for you I'd love to hear about so, so that people understand the depth and breadth of what you bring to the table. Talk to them about how you can really personalize your advice to some of these customers. So just to be transparent, you gave me some advice about uh, where I was living versus where I could live. And you broke it down with numbers. And um, it really exposed the fear and the reluctance and the, uh, I think you call it painful, painfully financially conservative 
perspective I was going about. And you helped in a, an orthodox way that most people might not think of that a financial advisor can do. Maybe you could tell people about what you did there a little well, bit. Well, Brett, a lot of people are, and, and this isn't, honestly, this is not to make you feel better. I've told you this before, but a lot of the people that I work with, most of the people are like you, that they are assuming 100% personal financial responsibility for themselves. They are not assuming that someone else is going to be responsible for them financially. And although you did take and put some money into a very risky asset, which would be cryptocurrency, um, you were extremely reluctant to move into that very nice condo that you're in now in um, Buckhead, which is one of the nicest places in North Atlanta. And you were very reluctant to do that. And so one of the things that I was able to do with you and I've done with my clients before is, first of all, show them the numbers behind it. You were renting before, and now you get that tax write-off with your uh, mortgage interest, which you may not be able to use with these new laws that they've put into place, but you could at the time when I was speaking with you. Um, but also, Brett, you know what you're doing now, it fit in with two very important things to you. One of which, of course, is your little girl. And providing a safe place, which now you live across the street from a church, you have a, a gated building that's locked. The elevators are locked. When I come to your place, I have to go to a, a security guard and talk to them before I can get up to your place. Uh, even though I'm, I don't look, you know, I'll typically be have my wife with me and we certainly don't look threatening and we've been there before, but they call you every time. So number one, your, your daughter is safer and more comfortable coming to visit you, which means a lot to you in terms of everything, including money. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, unfortunately, you ended up like me, divorced, and you do want to meet um, and and not be single for the rest of your life if, if God wants that for you. And I, and I think that he does. And living in the place that you're in now um, is a more um, accurate depiction of your financial situation. It is more honest than that place you were living in. So, and it helps you achieve your goal of, of finding a wife because it makes you look more financially stable than what the other place did, which is, which is also the truth, by the way. But a lot of the people I work with are very conservative. Um, I had a, one of my largest clients, as far as how much they pay me per year, came to me and told me that all his, his only goal was that he didn't want to eat cat food. And as I began to work with him, and understand his humility of he and his wife, who are both CRNAs, the highest paid type of nurse. They make more than many doctors. Um, I think the average now in the country is 190 to 200 grand a year is what they make on average across the country. And I, I couldn't believe it. Cheers. Yeah, they, they, he and his wife worked full time for 20 something years. And they had, I think, yeah. one daughter and, and three dogs. And so they had been able to save a little bit of money, but I was befuddled as to why he was so worried about it. But the reality is when you look behind someone, maybe you look behind the life of, a, of someone that's vegan. Well, maybe they had cancer 10 years ago. There's a yeah. reason why people do the things that they do that are extreme in our society. And yeah. I was able to talk with him and he just told me, he just said, hiring me was one of the best things that he's ever done. And he, he, he pays me a decent amount. He's, he's my highest paying client. He um, he's told me that uh, it's the, it's the sleep and the peace that he gets. 
It's the peace of mind that yeah. he gets and the, and the comfort, the confidence that he has in retirement that he's doing the right thing and that he's not going to have to eat cat food. I just wanted everybody that listens to this to know that there are some ancillary and unorthodox benefits to using somebody that's thoughtful, has some wisdom outside of just finance. Because Tommy really came to me and he challenged me in some ways. And it's not like I don't read a, a thing or two about finance. Clearly, I'm nowhere as qualified and knowledgeable as Tommy is, but not the first um, rodeo with finance and investments and stuff like that. But he came to me with something I hadn't really thought of before, which was, you know, Brett, what? What are you saving all this money for? What are you looking to do with it? Shouldn't shouldn't this money serve a purpose? And is it wrong if it's a wholehearted purpose for you and your family and whoever else is in your life? Is that wrong? And would real estate do as good or perhaps possibly even better than what you have it in now? And, well, Tommy, I'm not sure I can afford it. And he's like, Math, <laughs> line items. Like I've run this analysis a bunch of different times, a bunch of different people. I think you're safe. How long have you been and, here? Uh, that new place since April. I've been here since March, and I love it. Um, I'll give people a, a peek real quick. The view is fantastic, and uh, every day I get to wake up with a beautiful view and a, a nice home. And my little girl likes it, and she likes the pool. There's a residential street. Sunday is Halloween. I get to walk out my front door and go uh, trick-or-treating with my little girl on one of the nicest residential streets in North Atlanta. That's right. And yeah, are you um, strapped financially? I have Tommy to thank. Stressed? No, I'm really not. I still have significant margins, and uh, the numbers are working month to month. And um, yeah, there's there's a lot of positive financial things in my life this day, and and this is a, a certainly one of the nicer parks I have. And uh, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Tommy, like, hitting me upside the head. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> well, you, me, do this for a living. You not. Let me show you some numbers. And um, I'm grateful for that. So thank you, Tommy. And uh, I think everybody should know that about you. Look out for your people. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're all out of time here. Tommy, if somebody wants to talk to you, tell them a little bit about an initial consultation. Can they get a free talk with you? Uh, just to sort of get a temperature check and, and see what's going on. Yeah, that, that's a great question. Uh, they can, they absolutely can. And, and there's, and there's no charge for it. Uh, the initial call, uh, if they want to talk, they can just go to my website, click on get started now, and then they'll just scroll to the bottom there and click on schedule now and then click on retirement ready success call. It's free. It's a 20 minute call. We'll go over where they are now, where they want to be. And I'll share with them some tips and strategies I'm using with my clients to help them win and make retirement the best phase of their life yet. And then at the end of the call, we can decide if we want to have another phone call or meeting. Outstanding. Well, Tommy, this is our time. Thank you so much. You have a great day. And uh, until next time. Thank you. Thank you. 